This is an introduction. An introduction is commonly used in a piece of prose, an essay, or other forms of writing to express the mission or thesis statement of the work that follows. In this case, the introduction is being used to express that this is the Coast to Coast Expanded Universe podcast. This is Neth. Hi. This is Chris. Hola. This is Kevin. Hello. And that I am Gavril. Commonly, these preceding three to five sentences are used to convey specifics related to the topic of the show. Though, specifically here, it is mostly used to pad for time and to ensure that everyone is ready before I inform Kevin to roll the music. You have to be you have to be silent for fucking 15 seconds total at the beginning of this show. And you can't get through five of those. Hello, folks, and welcome to episode 166 of the Coast to Coast Expanded Universe podcast. Of course, I am Gavril. This is Kevin, Neth, and Chris. We are joining you here live Saturday, April the 23rd in the morning. Welcome, all. How is everybody doing this last couple of weeks? I want mom and dad to stop fighting. Yay. <laughs> Wonderful. Neth, what have you been up to in the last couple of weeks? Um, Project Zomboid. Far Cry 6, Warzone to finish out the season, and a little bit of Slade's Fire, just on my own. That's it. We made Death defensive. And we called her out. <laughs> that's a, that's okay. Now I'm not going to mute when I eat pickles. What was that's, your that's, favorite, what was your favorite game out of those lists? Um, yes. Oh, it's a lot of All memorable of experiences. <laughs> I All mean, of the above. They're four very different games, so yes. <laughs> uh, my favorite moment with Neth this week. I am having fun in Zomboid even though I die, but I'm building my character to be foraging and stuff like that. So, like, she's squishier. I know she's going to die. I don't fucking care. Okay. That's that sounds really helpful. defensive. Well, well, no, they, they just keep making fun of the fact that I die a lot, and I'm like, A, I don't care. B, it's the way I'm building. Like it's literally the way I'm building the character. We're not making fun of you. We're just like worried that you don't like commenting it. an awful lot. <laughs> uh, Everyone's he, he literally today. He literally just said that they're just concerned that you're not having fun, Death. So I think that's like they're 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 just worried about you having fun. That's Am all. Am I still logging in? Yes. Then would I be still logging in if I wasn't having fun? Because I dropped Valheim pretty fucking quick. <laughs> I guess not. Is Spawn still playing? Like on his own server too? I thought he had. Um, Zomboid, you mean? Yeah. He's been playing a lot of uh, Europa Universalis with some of his, some of his friends lately. There's they've got like some big thing going on, so. Gab, translate I mean, one for me. What? What, what kind of game is that? Europa Universalis. Um, it's, Google it. 4D. Yeah, it's, 
it's 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 a four X ish kind of game. Okay. Yeah. Crash in the chat makes a very good point. Millions of WoW players log in to say, "I hate this game." So. I mean, yeah. Well, that's their problem, Crash. And valid. He was however... making a joke. He, he was making a joke about that. <laughs> and, and it's a game. valid point. But if I don't enjoy a game, I'm not fucking wasting my time logging in and being pissy. When I get to the point where I hate it, I will stop playing. <laughs> Fair. All right, Kevin, what have you been up to? Oh, let's see. Um, bought a house. Not in Final Fantasy fourteen, but in real life. <laughs> You're a homeowner. Sorry, Chris. I had to. Hey, I got um, my I got I got my fourteen house. I'm happy. To be fair, yeah, Chris didn't... has done a lot more work on his house already than I have. Um, so Neth got, Neth got, a, Neth got a, a tour of my house. Um, so, Kevin, you all didn't buy new construction. You all bought uh, existing construction, right? It was two-year-old construction. Okay, so, so it was existing construction kind regardless, of though. So. Um, the thing that really sucks about it is um, they, have, they, have, they build it out to be a smart home. Mm-hmm. And uh, they put like a really like they did the whole house in Ethernet, which is nice, but they hooked it up to a managed switch. That's basically like a enterprise level switch. And I have no idea how to work this fucking thing. Um, we'll talk after I actually do home okay. networking myself and I'm actually in the process of getting ready to run cat through my entire house. Okay, so cool. we'll talk about this later. Yeah. Um, just, anyway, just, just a response to Chris's thing about I had a tour of his home. I've had a tour of Kevin's too. Everybody's showing Neth their houses. <laughs> I haven't shown anybody my house. Fuck she you gets all. Very excited. You have to like. She does get her. super excited. She was very excited to see that. She she I logged on specifically. I care about. <laughs> she logged on specifically on a Discord to check out this house. <laughs> I love do I love stuff like that for my friends. I don't care if it's virtual or real. I, I think it's great. <laughs> yep. So in three weeks, I'll be moving too. And I don't know if it's show week or not, but that won't be a show week. If it's three weeks out, it will not be a show week. Okay. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Well, three weeks it will not be a show week. We also played a lot of projects on Boyd. I am doing fishing and tailoring, or not fishing. I'm doing cooking and tailoring. I maxed out my cooking skills and it took me a very long time to do tailoring, which is basically kill a lot of zombies, rip all their clothes up and then stitch other clothes together. So with those ripped clothes, I'm only at level seven, so it's going to take a lot longer to get the max there. Um, so yeah, the, uh, that's basically what I've been doing. And then, um, yeah, the house has been taking up a lot of time, honestly. We got floors done, too. So, Oh, I have to show you that now, too. Yeah, we got the floors done. Why didn't you just Ooh, do it yourself, yeah. you fucking lazy bastard? Because um, we Jesus. tried to get it done before movie Mandy, movie Mandy moved in. Fuck. Which ones? All of them or just some? Every, ho- every, flo- every floor is vinyl now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely want LVT, to see that. laminate vinyl. Um... 20 mil yeah 20 mil lvt yeah that's good stuff it's it's very it's very sturdy mm-hmm. as long as it was installed correctly yeah the only thing that i'm worried about is the nose on the stairs but, but everything else remember i work in construction so nice nice yeah we'll talk um 
yeah we'll talk um okay uh chris what have you been up to the last couple of weeks um i've actually been sick the last week or so like even right now my leg my leg is currently i've said lettuce my leg is currently elevated on my ps5 like box i still had it it's under it was under my bed so it's like i've got that and i've got a pillow on top and i'm on antibiotics and i'm on painkillers because the leg is swollen and red Ooh, sorry to hear How come, that. Hun? What happened? Cellulitis. Oh, oh my gosh. It's a skin yeah. infection. No, it's I know what it is. Dick. <clears throat> so that's what I've been doing. I've been working from home this week as well because of it. Um, well, that sucks because uh, you just got off COVID. <laughs> I did just get off COVID and I also had a week off work and now I'm off again. But I'm working from home at least this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the leg, it's getting better. I'm still having issues with uh, weight bearing, but other than that, it's it's getting better. Um, what have I been doing gaming wise? I played a lot. I did the new story in fourteen. The finished six one story. Um, I've been doing a shit ton of the crystalline conflict, the new PvP mode. Uh, I've actually completed the series, so I'm now in the unlimited uh, uh, section for the PvP series. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a cat daddy now. You went back to cat daddy or a new character? Uh, back to cat daddy, and, and to, I spent like two days going through all the options and deciding which ones that I really, really liked, and tried to mash them all together. There's so few options, but if you take your fucking time with it, you can actually make a really cool looking cat daddy. The only character that matters I is Space I will give Lincoln. you that he is cool looking. However, boo. Blah, blah, boo. blah. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Ear wiggles. Blah, blah, blah. I'm nah, 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 nah. <laughs> If you want slash joy, go make your own goddamn cat. But the girls don't get that. <laughs> it's only that's, a boy that's, cat that's, thing. That's, that's a you problem, love. <laughs> That is a giant you problem. I love my cat daddy. I think he's great. It was your only job was to slash joy for me. <laughs> I can when I do slash joy now, I punch people. It's great. <laughs> Neth quietly losing her mind with her quietly mic. Quietly losing her mind. <laughs> like seriously, the cat dad, the cat daddy goes grr and then punch. It's <laughs> great. I need to see this. <laughs> I'll show you later. You may have just improved slash joy. <laughs> I think it's actually slash happy instead of slash joy. Oh fuck, that's awesome. Um, what else? Uh, what else have I? What, what else have I been fucking doing? Um, oh, I've been watching a lot of YouTube. I've been watching a lot of true crime YouTube. Um, on my downtime. What have um, you been oh. like? What specifically have you been watching? Specifically, you ever heard of the YouTuber Big Boss Bose? No, I have not. Neth knows who Bose is. Neth, yep. Neth will attest that Bose is amazing and hilarious, and she yep. is so genuine in her reactions. I love her so much. She's been doing tour time for like six, six, ten, six, eight, six to eight years or something like that. Um, and she started up a YouTube instead of just being on Twitch, and I've been binging Big Boss Bose on youtube and uh it's been really fun there's some really fucked up shit out there but she always gives a, a very honest reaction so i've been i've been really enjoying that okay i like okay. i like true crime and i've never found an actual youtuber that i like watching so the fact that i 
It was a gaming YouTuber that also does true crime. Yeah. Have you watched any of the longer form true crime uh, documentaries on Netflix? I, yes. Uh, I also literally sat two days ago for seven and a half hours watching seven and a half hours of Bose doing true crime. <laughs> it, it was extremely wow. enjoyable. You haven't been watching the Johnny Depp trial live? Uh, no, I haven't been watching the trial live. I've been watching Bose breakdown of it. But yeah. I like I like I like to have, I like to have the the commentary, you know. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I'm sorry. What is Johnny Depp on trial for? He's uh, don't doing even his fucking get involved. Let's not let's not talk. Let's not, let's talk not even get in fucking involved. Somebody in put bullshit. it in chat for me, please. Hey, it, it's a he forward. said she said bullshit between two really shitty people. Okay. <sighs> that is the long and the short of it. Actually, I'm gonna completely agree with that. That is the long and the short she of said it. Between two shitty, shitty people. I'm also ordering dinner. Yes. Oh, what are you ordering? Subway. <laughs> yeah. Cool. El Elby is correct. It's a civil case. It's this civil is not case, like yeah. yeah. This is not a. This is not you know a capital offense or anything like that. This is just a civil case between two people who are who clearly never really liked each other, but we're just in it for whatever. We have yeah, to disclose that we're not sponsored by Subway. Eat fresh. <laughs> eat fresh if, Kevin if I wanted to eat fresh I wouldn't eat Subway he's not wrong <laughs> if I wanted to eat fresh I'd make it myself mm -hmm. um, Maybe and I just okay. use that tagline for any restaurant by the way ah delightful eat fresh so I have been playing Elden Ring um, not a big surprise I'm still trying to decide if I want to go through a new game plus cycle or if I want to stay at uh level 150 or to see how far I could get at level 150 in a new game. Um, I don't know. I'm still trying to make decisions on that. I'm still very not happy with the invasion system because uh, it is just a 3v1 gangbang every time you invade somebody, which is really not fun. Um, it's and a gangbang. It's a 3v1 gangbang. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, and sadly, I still cannot go back and play Dark Souls 3 or Dark Souls 2 or Dark Souls 1 in multiplayer because their multiplayer servers are still disabled at the moment because of a bug. Well, less a bug and more of a major security breach associated with them. I was going to say, I think that you're underselling it when you're saying the word bug. Yeah. <laughs> you're way um, underselling Net, that shit. Net looked very confused for a moment there. Um, TLDR, there was a... Right before Elden Ring came out, they discovered a major, major uh, <coughs> exploit uh, possible with the Elden with uh, the Souls based um, uh, matchmaking for player versus player, the, the multiplayer aspect um, that basically gave somebody root access to your whole computer from a distance, uh, yeah. remote access to your whole computer. Uh, so they disabled Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, uh, and a... To your whole computer? Yeah, yep. to the whole computer. Root level access. What the Root fuck? level, like, yeah. that's it. You're fucked at that point. Yeah, so Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3's <laughs> multiplayer servers were taken offline while they were prepping for the Elden Ring launch. Uh, it's been two months, and they, well, it's been over a month that we still haven't heard anything as, about when they've come back. Point, as a point, Neth, the thought was that the reason that they didn't fix the exploit was that the exploit was actually also present in Elden Ring. That is the thought process. So they focus because it on uses the same core there. multiplayer system. 
so they focused on fixing it there and then they were going to work on everything else but Elden Ring being Elden Ring it's, there's, a, yeah. there's still a lot of work we, going into it. yeah and we haven't heard anything yet about uh, fixes for Dark Souls 1, 2, or 3 so I can't even get on and play invasions in Dark Souls 1, 2, or 3 great um, um, so Crash is asking, why does the video game need root level access? The game was not actually providing root level access. It was providing a backdoor that would allow you to be able to get in and access root level um, through this, through a series of exploits uh, possible with the system. The game itself was not providing root level access at the time. The early games did not actually have anti-cheat. One, two, and three, I think three might have, but I know one and two did not actually have a anti-cheat system, which usually requires a root level access to get into. Um, but yeah, so it was just basically opening a back door and allowing you to get down into that level if you drilled hard enough. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, Sorry. I have been also playing Slay the Spire Downfall, which is a mod for Slay the Spire, which allows you to play from the boss's point of view. Really? Yes. So you play from as the bosses and you are descending the tower. Rather than ascending the tower, you are descending the tower and going after the player characters from the normal base version of the game. Okay, I might actually have to jump in and give that a try because I, I that actually sounds really interesting. When that Slay was the what Spire I was, was on earlier. sale last, you know, I, I looked interesting when I was when Slay the Spire was on sale last. I I bought it on Steam, so I might jump in and give that a go. Mm -hmm. um, it's a free mod on Steam. It has its own page. You can download it easily. Damn, I wouldn't be able to play it. No, you still can. You can download the mod separately. Even though I'm not playing my Slay the Spire through Steam? Correct. Yes. Oh, well, okay, it's, cool. it's, a bit harder. it's a bit harder if you're not playing it through Steam because of workshop integration, but it's still possible. We'll walk through it afterwards. Like, okay. after, I talk to, after I talk to Kevin about house stuff, I will talk to you about that. <laughs> um, I started the new expedition in No Man's Sky, Expedition 6 or 7, whatever the fuck it is at this point. Um, and I am playing more solo Satisfactory. They're talking about a uh, new expansion. Uh, I believe the new update just came out or it is getting ready to come out soon. I think it's getting ready to come out soon. It is a reworking of the exploration of the game. So the stuff that's not strictly about being in your base. Uh, with a slight improvement to combat and some things like that. Some changes to combat and some changes to some other stuff. Um, besides that, also not playing the same game as everybody else. So... I'm also not playing the same game as everyone else. I know. You and I are in solidarity about that. We missed you. I'm going to hop around in games whenever the hell I want. Neth, I was in bed at 11 o'clock last I know. night. I was I... in bed at 11 o'clock last night. Like, Gav wouldn't have even time. finished work. Not just you. I meant both of you. Gav would not have even finished work when I was going to 11 o'clock? No, I was out. 11 o'clock, that would have, well, four? That would have been what? Uh, five, five hours. No, hours. I was out. Oh, well, I was, was I home at that time? No, I was working on plumbing yesterday at five o'clock. That was the other thing I've been doing. I've been working on plumbing and doing house projects because one of my toilets started leaking. So I had to go find a, a special order uh, apart for it because my plumbing is 30 years old and is original. Wow. 
Uh, and Crash does bring up a good point. We can all play Spelljammer in August, though. He's correct about that. Spelljammer's back, motherfuckers. Yeah, I... I, uh, I what's a Spelljammer? Spelljammer. Crash, the the, 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 the Crash's Discord win, but he, he posted it, and people were really happy about it, because, well, our, our kobolds in space, we have, we have a, we literally have a, a D&D campaign where Aaron had to mash up Spelljammer stuff in 5th edition. Yep. Now he doesn't have to do that. So Spelljammer TLDR is uh, Space Pirates in Space for Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, we had kobolds in space. Fun. Oh, it's very fun. It's very fun. Um, it's a lot of weird, like, pulpy sci-fi tropes mashed into Dungeons and Dragons. I am I, in our current kobold campaign, Gav, and you'll be quite proud because mm-hmm. Aaron, Aaron didn't realize that I had done this. I have literally made a murder hobo. Good job. It is literally a homeless murder hobo. Homeless murderer. Literally made a homeless, uh, a hermit druid who likes to murder the living and protect nature. You've made a murder hobo. I have made a murder hobo. <laughs> I heard murder ho- homo. <clears throat> Assuming that's not right. Oh, that's okay. Amazing. So apparently, apparently he did realize this and allowed this. But it has came up. It has got it's gotten some really good laughs. Okay. Um, I still want my one shot. You will get yeah, a one shot at some point. At some point, I there will be a one shot. I still want my full campaign. <laughs> good luck. We can never. We can barely get four people together in time for doing a Saturday show with a very very broad time frame. You want to do something in the evening that both Kevin and Chris can attend. Um. I'm all for doing D&D in the morning. I never said I had to be in the evening. Who fucking works during the day? Weekends? Hello, bitch! I have better access to the computer on the weekends in the morning. The kids sleep! Neth, you have to remember that part of the reason why we don't do a lot of other stuff on the weekends anymore is because Chris was very overloaded and was still kind of burnt out for a while, so we stopped doing a lot of weekend stuff. Remember that, Chris? That's why we moved from two week every week to two, every two weeks. Suggestion. Uh-huh. Sunday mornings for you guys. I'm in. I'm not doing shit on Sunday mornings. I'm sleeping. Never mind then. Kevin's like, no. It sounds... It sounds... <clears throat> Most most of the time, it's okay. I think. Like every second Sunday morning, because I have D and D on a Sunday. Every every second Sunday usually. Does it alternate from our recording? No, because tomorrow I have D and D. Okay. Well, that just Those depends on if we all want to spend if we all want to spend two days, one day a week with each other for a couple of hours. Kevin's like, mm. I spend a lot of the time during the night sound, with Kev, Kevin's like, that sounds like a lot of work with these fuckers. I mean, yep. I was going to try to jump on right after work so that I could hang out with you guys one night a week, at least. But yeah. usually only I'll be in Hot Tugger around. Well, you, you, you've got all your stuff going on, too. So you got all your personal stuff and your life going on. You got new house and Mandy and everything else. So I'm not I'm not judging you for not being like 100 percent available. I've been just me. I've been married for almost a decade. OK, my wife doesn't give me fuck anymore. OK, <laughs> we are way past the honeymoon period. We have we have been married for eight years this year eight years this year and we dated for like five years before that so when i wasn't around 
actually no more than five years six years we dated for six years before that so yeah we're going on 15 years together we don't give a shit we both have our personal time we accept that uh, you you are still like early on in your relationship i get did, that so why did you judge me because you're a single hag because he's you're still within the honeymoon period with him he's not he's not wrong with the single hag thing he's not wrong i attacked you directly yeah, but you're not wrong. What 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 is it the kids say? Emotional damage. It's, it's kind Emotional of like that. That, that went straight, that went straight to the heart. I was like, yeah, he's not wrong. That's the worst part about it. <laughs> yeah, but you're also on UK. You're also on EU time now. So yeah, like my my whole fucking body clock has shifted. I woke up like my lion today was waking up at ten o'clock. That was my lion. Whereas previously, a lion was waking up at four in the afternoon. It's good for you, and it's better for your circadian rhythm to be closer to the natural sleep cycle. <clears throat> yep. Like, I am up without fail during the week at eight o'clock, even if yep. my alarm is not set. Yep. I, I wake up seven, seven thirty most days. A lot of days I just roll back over and go to sleep for another 20 minutes, but I, I'm up seven, seven thirty almost every day. When did this become scheduling coast to coast? When we're talking about when our personal we're lives. It. <laughs> when we're talking about our personal lives, Kevin. Yes. Like yeah, we don't want to be we don't want to be Remember, relatable. Discussions, not lists. Discussions. This is a discussion. <laughs> we're it's we're trying to be relatable. Okay. We're That's not funny. trying to be like disconnected, you know, celebrities, okay? On that note, on that note about being disconnected celebrities, how is our feedback going, Kevin? Uh, we're actually we have countries that listen to the show. This week, a new country. Obviously, um, missing everything else. Yep, we've got U.S., Netherlands, Canada, U.K., and Ireland. Welcome to oh, the Netherlands. Right crack. <laughs> um so yeah there's been um, some other actually... i had checked the email there was none i had to check twitter there was none we actually have some feedback right now some live feedback as we're recording okay. this oh, um, we, have, we have we have a live feedback and live question specifically aimed at us uh when is the best time to have morning tea and what flavor is the best for morning tea neth go ahead and start i have my morning tea when i'm start well if i'm working from home i have my morning tea when i'm starting work so 8 30. and what flavor is mm. best i usually go for a strawberry orange pico uh kevin uh, no let's go to kevin let's go to kevin here um i also have my morning tea when i start work before i start work and i've been drinking herba mate tea for quite a while now um i'm on my second herba one mate. pound bag so also, can I add one thing? Mm -hmm. If you put milk in your tea, you should be shot. It's cream only. No, fuck it you. Is... Uh, Christopher, go ahead. Uh, I have my morning tea about uh, 8 30, 9 o'clock. Because uh, I'm up at 8, so I let myself wake up for about an hour or half an hour. And I have this chamomile and spiced apple. Uh, oh, you're a Twinnings nice, man. Twinnings. You're a Twinnings man? A Twinnings man. Fuck you, lion best for life. <laughs> And wow, 
Does that actually? Um, it's not even caffeinated. No, it's herbal because it's an herbal. Because then I because then I have this afterwards. Hello, okay. Gary. Sneak. Um. That's just caffeine and flavoring. No step on Snick. Um. So, I usually I actually do not have morning tea. I am a coffee drinker in the morning. Um, but I will drink my tea in the evenings. Um, so I guess I don't actually have morning tea. So that question does not apply to me strictly. Um, if I've got a long recording session or something I need to be talking about for a long period of time with people, yes, I will have tea at that point. Um, uh, for that, it is typically an herbal tea, usually something like a hibiscus herbal. Uh, with so, lemon and honey, if I'm doing a recording, if I'm doing long recordings. So Gary and Gary and chat is very much just a proper British tea, just a, a like a tea bag with milk and two, and that's that's proper British tea. That's what he's on about. <laughs> milk and two, I love the shorthand. Um, uh, it's be cream. It, it's wrong uh, with milk. Uh, if when it, when I have a proper British tea, I, I I state very clearly milk and two, but not a lot of milk. It has to be the color of a Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, are you milk first or tea first? Oh, tea. You, hot hot uh, tea bag. Hot water. Add the two sugar. Add the milk at the very end. Let it set for let it set for a minute. And I'll then take Kim Kardashian and two. Do you please? add your milk before it? Before That's literally seeps. the question I just asked. Add, 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 let it let it seep for a minute. Add the milk, then let it seep for another minute, just to net it. Okay. Back out. I do two seeps. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, if I'm doing a recording, um, it's an herbal tea, usually a hibiscus cinnamon kind of thing, um, with lemon and honey. Uh, but if I'm drinking tea for pleasure, um, I enjoy. Oh, mostly Ceylons, just regular black teas. Um, it's a little Earl, bit of elephant tusk in there for the aphrodisiac. Earl Grey is <laughs> always nice. Uh, I like bergamot. The citrus elements I of bergamot is very nice. I the smell of it. I'm not a fan of the flavor. Um, I'm, I'm the same know, with Spawn, the Earl Grey. I love Spawn the smell loves of it. Earl Grey, and I like making him a cup of Earl Grey because I love the smell, not the taste. I'm the same. I cannot deal with the taste. I love the smell of a good yeah. old Earl Grey. Though. And besides that, the only other tea I enjoy is chai. Straight chai, uh. not that sweetened chai bullshit you get. Like the spicy chai. Mm-hmm. Like authentic spicy chai is very good. This whole conversation is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. It is. I lo- I, we're learning a lot about each other. I mean, I, I don't drink coffee at all at home. Like, I don't have coffee in the house anymore. I, how, I strictly drink tea. Considering how light of a news week we're dealing with, um, yeah. <laughs> I like this conversation. I, I, just, I like it! This is just fine. general conversation. It's yeah. good. I'm surprised no one else has gone mate, because it's like three times as strong as normal tea. I don't want a strong tea, Kevin. Mm, I don't. No, 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 no. I want caffeine. No, no. I'm going to go and just fucking There's drink nothing, coffee. There is nothing wrong with a strong tea. Tea flavoring can be very nice compared to the compared to the strength of a coffee. You can have a strong tea with a sweet flavoring. Mm-hmm. My door is going. I will be two mm-hmm. seconds. You're fine. Is, I am personally yeah. like my coffee habits are. I drink a cup of black in the morning. 
just that's my first cup of the day is always a cup of black tea uh, black coffee just black black coffee no cream no sugar nothing just black <laughs> coffee um but my every cup after that i have uh hazelnut and hazelnut half and half and one half of a thing of sweet and low Mm. Um, Crash, I like mint tea as well, but I've gotten so in the habit of only drinking it when I'm sick that I actually can't drink it if I'm not sick anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hmm, but yeah. And I love jasmine green tea. I have um I have a loose leaf jasmine in my cupboard that is just beautiful. Beautiful. I would I would You're recommend a, a site called adagio.com. They have a lot of different teas. I bought a nutcracker tea that was like an herbal tea that had um, kind of like a nutty slash uh, chocolatey flavor. Really good. I, I really liked Tivana before they got bought by Starbucks. Starbucks? Yeah. We have two places up here. Um, one's called David's Tea. And, oh, God, I can't remember the name of the place. Uh, they took over David's Tea over the pandemic, had to close a bunch of their storefronts. And this other place took over it, but I can't think of the name of it. But they carry a lot of similar loose leaf, like they're, they're loose leaf. So they carry a lot of similar loose leaf blends. And then we actually have a local company called the World Tea House that only they have one location and it's here. And they have some beautiful loose leaf ones. Yeah, definitely get an electric kettle if you do tea too, a lot. But it's not as good as a 220 electric kettle from you. Just don't use a fucking microwave when you're making tea, goddammit. Oh my god, no. <laughs> that is so fucking wrong. That's if so you're just, wrong. If you're just heating the water, that's a different story. If you leave the tea bag or the tea in there and you're microwaving that, that is a problem. But if you're just microwaving water, knock yourself the fuck out. Get a fucking kill. <laughs> Get a kettle. Yeah, get a kettle. Get a fucking kettle. The other thing that people don't realize about tea is you have to steep them at different temperatures. Different temperatures and different, different times. Of time. mm -hmm. It's one of the things I like about the places I get my loose leaf tea. They actually come with a label on them saying um, the temperature and how long to steep for. Ivana used to do that back in the day when they were, you know, a reputable company that wasn't owned by a soulless uh, left coast pile of garbage. And that's not an indictment about left wingers or anything. That's just how you refer to the West Coast when you're in the center of the U.S. It's just it's left coast and right coast. Sure. This um, now if I went to your tea house in Halifax, the uh, Assam tea the that they have is really good. Like which one? Top tier. Um, the Assam TGFOP second flush. That's it's specifically a rating of how good the tea is and when the tea was harvested. <clears throat> second mm -hmm. flush, meaning the second time the tea uh, bloomed that year. Hi, folks. Yeah. This is the new Twitch meta, Top Tea Talk. Let's <laughs> talk some gaming. Okay. Yeah. Um, we can do that too. Yes. So, um,. Yes, this is exactly the content that was missing before we became the Expanded Universe. <laughs> this is Expanded Universe. Find out about this. This is Expanded Universe content, yes. Um, we didn't have a whole lot that was very interesting to us this week. I personally did not have any major stories I wanted to cover. Um, 
mostly because I've spent the better part of the last two weeks slowly following into a, falling into a spiral of uh, leftist and progressive uh, YouTube. So nothing interesting in gaming. Oh, okay. Yeah. The uh, Kevin, go ahead. Uh, I think the big news of the week is what Neth wants to review. I was going to say she would just start with a big one. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with the obvious big one. Dragon Flight is finally fucking coming. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. This will bring me back to the game because I have been dying for the Dragon Flight expansion for fucking forever. So I'm super excited. If you haven't watched the cinematic, watch it because you will hear everybody talking about Stone Boy. We love Stone Boy. Um, okay, so quick synopsis: new level cap is going to be seventy. Um, there's going to be four new zones: um, Waking Shores. Um, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but Own Aron Plains, the Azure Span. And then Taldrassus, which is like temples and stuff. Um, there's going to be a new playable race class combo, which is the Drac Fear Evoker. Um, so you will design both your humanoid and your Dracronic forms. You can pick between Alliance and Horde, and then you go forth as either a healer or a range damage dealer. Um, but basically, you're a dragon, which is kind of cool. Um, there's going to be dragon riding, which will be um, a new skill-based method of aerial movement that allows players to take to the skies on the back of your own personal drake. And you customize your drake as you progress through the expansion, collecting more options for appearances and um, earning more skill at flying them so you can fly faster, farther, that kind of stuff. Um, talent systems are being revamped. Um, I, I haven't really looked into that yet. It kind of looks like a combination of I the original. That one. It, it looks kind of like the original classic system, but also yeah. not. So I, so I I've got to read more on that because the, the talent revamp is one of the things I am actually interested in. Considering I'm not interested in it at all. <clears throat> um, the talent is essentially the old talent system. We're going back to what what worked back in the day. It's going to have two separate talent trees. You're going to have, use Druid as an example, there will be the Druid tree that'll have generic stuff that works for all of your generic Druid abilities. And then there will be a spec-specific tree for uh, each of the four specs. Okay, so that, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah, I, I, I had looked at it, but I was like, this isn't making sense to me yet. That, the way you explained it, that makes more sense. Um, they're also revamping um, professions. Um, so they're introducing something called crafting orders, which will allow you to request for another player to craft something for you, even if, um, you don't have the skill or have the right profession to do it for yourself. Um, so you'll be browse, be able to browse through any recipes that can be crafted, pick the one you want, include some or all of the items needed for the recipe, um, including ones that only you can go get, get your hands on. So. EOPs. Um, Hold and you can find... Why is he shaking his head now? Not at you. <laughs> Not at you. Ignore. 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 Just keep going. Just keep going. Ignore. Just keep going. All right. What happened? What did I miss? I, I was it's reading. It's fine. Just go. It's, Just keep going. Fine. No, you threw it off. 
I think Chris oh. farted or something. <laughs> no, Chris did not fart. Okay, that's it. I'm not talking anymore. I'm mad. Death <laughs> quarters. Assholes. <laughs> Okay, so basically, you can find either someone in person who can craft it in front of you. You can go to an NPC, uh, or there's, or you can go to an NPC, which will have like a interface, kind of like the auction house, but basically to do crafting orders. I am so fucking distracted by you guys now. You're assholes. Um, they're also redoing the HUD and UI and making it much more. Um, customizable um from the sounds of what i've read it kind of sounds like they're making it a lot more built in and friendly like the final fan the final fantasy 14 one i hate the final fantasy 14 auction house system absolutely fucking hate it hud and ui not the auction i hate their hud and ui too to clarify, okay. they're not making the WoW UI the 14 UI. They're making it editable like editable. the 14 UI. Like, like you can move things around, you can resize them. Oh, so by default, rather than having to install a mod to do that. Yes, yes, it's going to be default because they recognize that a lot of people use add-ons, but there's other people who would like to be able to move certain things but don't want to use the add-ons to do it. So they're they're putting that in. Um... Specializations yeah. too. Yeah, so that's like that's kind of the TLDR version. I'm not going to go through everything because I think I'm the only person who's actually excited and it will go back to play this out of all of us. So, um, but yeah, there's a ton of news that's come out. Just the link will be in the show notes, so feel free to click through and go reach it. So, my question. <sighs> Is are you shithead? Yes, you are. I am, but I'm a lovable shithead. How much of this is actually going to be in the game? Because you know what they're like. They announce things and then, oh no, it's not working. We'll we'll redo it. Or or we'll just not add it. What do we think? Wait, what? Sorry? How much of this is going to make it past the concept and the... Oh, and actually make it to the game? Be in the game. And how much of it's going to be, well, this is kind of what we told you, but it's really different because what we decided wasn't actually fun, even though it would have been really fun. How how long do you think before they're going to start going back into their old ways? Because a lot of this is what people have been asking for. Mm. Is it already too little too late? Yeah, I think this is another case of... Legion, let's let's do the let's throw everything that they want, let's and then we'll by and the time we get to the next expansion, fuck up the content schedule. Yeah, and then by the time we get to the next expansion, we're back to the old ways of well, here's what we say is fun, so you guys should be having fun with this. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, the developers don't play their fucking game. Hmm. They don't actually know what's fun in their game and what's not. Not gonna I, deny that. I don't disagree. I mean, like the profession <laughs> stuff would be one of the things that brings me back to the game, and I just don't think it really changes too much to for me to even care about it. Like quality specializations, leveling up, crafting through not even crafting, just 
shit that doesn't seem fun to me. I don't know. We're adding crafting tables because it's a great way to meet up in towns. It's like the game hasn't been a great way to meet people since Classic, and I don't think has been since then. Well, that's. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I want to say maybe they're actually going to listen to us and learn. <laughs> but, but, then, but then I think, but then I think back to the sixteen years of them not listening and not learning, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know. I, you know, the, the game wants to be everything to everyone, and when you try to, when you try to appease everyone and like appeal to everyone, you end up helping no one. I mean, the best thing they ever did was decoupling PvP changes from PvE changes. Yes. That was the best thing they could have done because for a while they were tuning shit around PvP and it was very frustrating yep. for a PvP aspect, from PvE aspect. Um, that kind of thing is about the only thing they could do. I think the game has, is too long in the teeth at this point. To be able to make any meaningful changes without completely starting from scratch, the game—it's just the game is just too old at this point to make any meaningful changes. They need to, at this point, they need to redesign from ground they need a while floor. Too. Yeah, they need yeah, to redesign need from ground floor too. to reflect more modern gaming sensibilities. Um, because all they literally do is just keep slapping new systems on top of old systems and hope it sticks. I have said this, I said this to you guys earlier, actually. One of the things that would bring me back to WoW, if they completely broke the faction divide. Okay. And because and, they're, they're bringing cross-faction play in, the, in 6-2. Or 9-2. Well, like, we, we talked about this like three years ago, Chris. And that's the funniest fucking thing is we talked about this years ago. Yep. Where it's like, they either need to add a third neutral faction. And, mm -hmm. you know, spice things up a little bit. Or they need to just make it so that, oh, hey, yeah, everybody needs to unite against this common threat. Factions don't fucking matter anymore. Which we do every expansion anyway. Yep. Regardless, why not just codify it completely? Why like, not make literally... it so that it's not about, oh, hey, it's all about the conflict. Oh, no, Sylvanas has gone rogue. Literally, the expansion built around the battle between the Alliance and the Horde. By the end of it, they were fighting the fucking old gods together. Literally, the Horde. The fa like, here's the thing: the faction divide is so stupid at this point. Especially the fact that even within the lore, there is there is a there is a non-aggression pact. There is peace between the alliance and the Horde currently. The faction divide makes no sense. The game doesn't make any sense anymore. Nope. Their very first feature for this new release other than the new class and the blah blah is HUD and UI most people who are playing this game for 18 years have stopped using the the normal UI 10 years ago yeah but there are people that don't use don't use add-ons so you can't just say that there are people that don't use add-ons I, I know plenty I of people I that read but 
I'm going to say if you've been playing the game for a decade plus at this point without UI add-ons, you're pretty set in your ways. There are people that I know that you so one of one of the one of the Swedes he doesn't use hard add-ons, but he uses move anything to let him move the stuff around. He uses the default UI, but just with the ability to move shit around. That's essential what they're giving us here. Just build it in without the need for an add-on. Like we in Silent Hill here? Yes. <laughs> the fucking fog rolling in. Um I will say one thing that I've that I'm very happy about is the looks of the fact that there is no expansion exclusive system. We don't have borrowed power? For we once? don't have borrowed power. Okay, can I just say, because I don't believe that it's not going to exist, we don't have it yet. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I 100% believe they'll throw a borrowed power system. There's, there's no way there's they will There's going to be a dragon power of some kind that you're going to... It'll problem, exist. You are going to, you're going to pledge your allegiance to one of the dragon flights. Flights, to, yep. to empower them, and you'll gain time magic or some bullshit. Yep. I'd be okay with that. As it's long the as the power. It's no, no, listen, 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 I'd be okay with a, a system where it's a case of you pick a dragonflight and you are given cosmetic stuff. It won't be cosmetic. You know, you know the biggest challenge they have with WoW is to keep people engaged. How, what's the easiest way to keep people engaged? Flashy, bigger numbers. What, people's beans? No, flashy, bigger <laughs> numbers. You know that's that as well as I that's do. That's how you keep engaged, Christopher. <laughs> You're calling his dick a bean? Yeah, right? Saying he's got a tiny little pecker? Because that sounds Don't like what you're saying. <laughs> that sounds like what you're saying. I'm quite offended by it. <laughs> no judgment. I, 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 I hope they don't do it again. Like, here's the thing, and I'll say it. You fucking know it to be true. No, shut up. I know, shut up. The Covenant system is actually a good system, but the problem is it was so heavily locked down and it had so much board power associated to it. That was the problem with it. The system The ripcord, blah, 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 blah. I will never, ever, ever, regardless of what game he works on, ever trust a, a word that comes out of Ian has across his mouth ever again. I mean, it's just the same. Never trust a word it's that like comes out you, of his mouth. You say you want it, but you don't really. Oh, him too. He can go fuck himself. Well, he's no longer with, with Blizzard. Yeah, so. thank God. So, Kevin, what was the other WoW announcement? The other WoW announcement was one that's even less interesting than this, which is they're bringing <laughs> Rapid Lich King back. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I actually have a buddy who has said that he will never come back to who he never will play. He still plays. Wow. He still actively plays retail, but he's like, I, I don't ever I don't I didn't play during classic or BC. I have no interest in playing that. But it's like if Wrath ever comes back, I might play Wrath classic. Because he's like, well, he's 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 so deep in his own shit. Like the only thing he wants to do is play a Rep Paladin and Rep Paladins were very good through much of Wrath. They were and, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I don't think I want to do is be fucking put up big numbers. That's how. That's why I tell you, it's like the only way they keep engagement is bigger, flashier numbers every expansion. 
everyone always talks so, about Wrath of the Lich King like it was like the best WoW expansion okay, Wrath, ever made. Wrath was a very solid expansion. I it liked was. the content in Wrath. Um, except for what was it, two point uh three point three? Which was tr- whatever it was for Trial of the Crusader. That was a terrible uh three point two. Three two, that was three two, okay. Because three one was all the war. Best read they've ever done. Well, actually, second best in my opinion now. Um, and then it was Trial of Crusade, and then it was ICC. Yep, and then there was the Interstial 335 that gave us Ruby Sanctum. Mm, let's not talk about Ruby Sanctum, please. Yeah. Let's, let's never mention the words Ruby and Sanctum in the same sentence ever again. Yep. <laughs> Why? Ruby Sanctum was terrible. Halion, who wants to go fight Halion, guys? Oh, my God. Who wants to go fight a boss that gives worse loot than Arthas? Let's go! The one thing that they're not bringing back in this game is Dungeon Finder. We talked about this. The problem is is that Dungeon Finder was a 3-3 thing. It came in at the very end of the expansion. It was the ICC um, five mans is why we got Dungeon Finder. Yeah. It was the ICC five mans. And the thing is, Dungeon Fight. Dun- I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Dungeon Finder works in every other game, but with WoW, it just never fucking worked. Everyone hated it. Explain. Well, you have to remember in the doesn't beginning. Work. Well, technically didn't go- work. It didn't Chris, work. Technically like, works. Technically go ahead and works. Use your, your part, Chris. Go ahead and t- talk your part. I'll talk my part. Technically and mechanically, Dungeon Finder beautifully designed system. Technically and mechanically, beautifully designed system. Great quality life change. The community fucking hated it. Hmm. So, Kevin, uh, do you know about the RPG concept of the Trinity? Yes. The Holy Trinity. The Holy. You understand? You understand you the concept? You got a healer. Of the you got a tank. You got a DPS damage. character. Healer, tank, damage. The Trinity. Mm-hmm. All right. What happens when you don't have engaging gameplay for two-thirds of the Trinity? They don't want to do it. That's why Dungeon Finder is a thing, is because they did not have engaging gameplay for tanks or healers at that time. Okay. Uh, Healing and tanking was very much focused around raid content. Like, so the changes that were made to healers and tanks were very much focused on raid content. So a lot of the stuff you would have to respec completely to go into five-man content effectively a lot of times. Okay. Like, Death Knights at that time had three separate tanking specs. All three specs for Death Knights were tanks at that point. You had Two-Handed Frost Tank, which was a parry slash... um, which is a parry and dodge tank kind of deal. Yep. You had a, you had uh, blood, which was a self healing. You had dual wield frost. frost Dual wield frost was was the parry. Way uh, heavy on the parry. Yeah. Yeah. Which is heavy on parry. You had uh, two handed uh, blood, which was very focused on self sustain. And then you had two handed unholy, which is what I played, which was very heavy on the self uh, shielding and uh, dodging. So all three tank specs, that was the reason all three of them had tank specs was because they wanted people to play the new hotness, but they also wanted people to tank. But the problem was is that each one of those specs excelled at different situations. Like, 
two hand frost i don't believe was very good in five mans but it was really good in uh raid content because you were de typically dealing with a single boss that was easier to parry rather than having diminishing returns on multiple enemies attacking you all at once whereas the unholy dk thrived in five mans mm -hmm. fucking they thrived in five mans because their mitigation could be reset on uh they had a they had a pet that dealt that could tank for you for short periods of time um you could call up a large aoe cooldown that gave you about 20 seconds of uh army of dead army of the dead uh that gave you about 20 second 10 to 20 seconds of they're on as well. you don't have to fucking worry about this the pets are dealing with the boss you can just ignore it and your healers can focus on getting mana back and healing up the rest of your group and getting you back up to full you also had a plague ability that um mm -hmm. healed you whilst doing constant aoe damage around you yep um so that was them trying to make engaging tank gameplay but the problem is is that tank gameplay was ever engaging there's an old joke about everquest where tanks were just espresso machines and you just hit a button and then you waited and then you hit a button and then you waited and you hit a button and then you wait wow was very much the same way um wrath is also where they took out no cataclysms where they took out uh spell levels right where you could downrank your spells if you so chose wrath wrath was no, when they got rid of wrath is where they took out the downranking yeah um so that happened and then it made healing a lot less engaging because suddenly you were no longer having to make the right choice tbc is where they took out spell ranks jesus really no so wow. no so no 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 so, so, as someone who is healed in tbc down ranking is still a thing for healers in tbc not as prevalent but it's still a thing yeah um so that was to me that was always an engaging part of healing in classic and bc was being able to make the right choice for the situation based on my mana needs based on the tank's healing needs things like that it was a game that i had to play it was a singular game i had to play managing my mana versus managing the tank's health wrath literally just brought oh hey i'm gonna spam circle of healing hmm. as a priest or, or I'm as a just gonna priest i'm just gonna bubble people I'm just going to bubble everybody and then penance the tank when he needs it. Um, so part of the problem was is that two-thirds of the Trinity were not engaging gameplay and were typically treated very poorly by the remaining third of the Trinity. They gave us nothing but shit. Mm -hmm. I played mostly tanks and healers. I played mostly tanks and healers. I, I made a Draenei Paladin in BC, and I leveled him as a tank the entire way through. Human and, Paladin and a Discipline Priest. Uh, Shadow slash Holy Priest, and I went Discipline for raiding. And it's like, so, I always got shit on. You got shit on as a healer if you, if you did not execute perfectly and did not know every single pull, despite the fact that you're DPS not knowing them. The pulls bad i actually think the way 14 has does it doesn't do, has done it where it is a four-man party is honestly absolutely perfect you have mm. two dps a healer and a tank i think that is absolutely perfect 
Um, getting back to the dungeon finder system, you're saying that two out of the three people didn't want to do the raid, so they made the dungeon finder thing no, to incentivize them to play. Yes, and that was exactly what they had to do because they had to add loot bags. So, uh, you had a cult of arms that was a loot bag that propped that propped if there were not enough tanks or not enough healers in the queue, or in very exceptionally rare cases, not enough people in the queue for DPS. Very rare. I think I got one call to arms for DPS in the entire time I played during that period. But the thing is, what they did was they put exceptionally rare mounts in those bags. Oh, I got my uh, kill buff. I didn't know that. Yes, they put exceptionally rare raid and uh, dungeon mounts in those bags. Um, And that was how they tried to incentivize people to play. But the problem was is that people would just basically make a pre-made and go through Dungeon Finder to get stuff. Then they fixed that eventually. But then the problem became that people only were fishing for certain dungeons that were very quick to complete. That was a big problem. Oh, yeah. The Oculus. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Nobody wanted to do Oculus. That's why they had to add a extra mount to Oculus to get people to do Oculus. Uh So long story short, um, the general respect of the community has been broken for a very long time. And Dungeon Finder was a way to try, after they had begun merging and sharding servers and doing all this kind of shit, (laughs) it was a way of trying to bring the community back in together with itself. And it failed miserably because it further just uh, separated out the community. As far as I was aware, Dungeon Finder was only meant to be a short-term thing for the ICC dungeons. Originally was intended to be a short-term thing for the ICC dungeons to get people through because they were story-required to get through the ICC dungeons. Well. I would I would absolutely say that was probably the case because purely because of how much more pug unfriendly or at least uncoordinated group unfriendly the Cataclysm dungeons were. Yep. You actually had to do mechanics in those dungeons, and I missed that about those dungeons. Those dungeons were fucking brilliant when they launched. Hey, friend! I heard you like dodging giant fucking cannonballs and shit falling off of a train. <laughs> Um, Dude, one I of the other the things that they mentioned was trying to figure cool. out how to not have to run the dungeon or the raid four different times in order to optimize your gearing for the week. Oh, split? Oh, they've been doing splits for years. Doing dungeon splits? Doing they do raid splits currently. Splits? They're trying to yeah. figure out how to prevent needing to do that. The only well, way you're going to do that is to make everything carry over between all specs and classes, like a 14 style thing where it's like you can carry over things between a certain set. Not even but, that, like splits will exist as long as there's multiple difficulties. Unless doing it multiple times on different difficulties doesn't yield results or you don't get anything from that. I mean, that's like that, that's why splits exist in retail right now. The the world first race was the longest it's been in a very long time because it really they were was. doing heroic splits to well, get the tier sets. They, it's because they suddenly reintroduced oh. tier sets. 
Yeah, they needed their tier sets, so they were doing heroic splits to get their tier sets. Um, coming back to Dungeon Finder really quick, I really do think it's a good thing not having it so that people are forced to talk to get groups. Um, they cited the fact that people want to play Classic because it has a better sense of community. I mean, the fact that they don't have that in their core game and they have to say that about Classic is ridiculous. I can, can I just say it's it's not it's <sighs> Dungeon Finder is not a bad system. Fourteen has the Dungeon Finder system, but fourteen also has a very Eastern aesthetic, uh, an Eastern not aesthetic, um, an Eastern uh, a player base that hews more closely to how Eastern, specifically Japanese players, interact by being nice to each other. Yes. Well, it's just like <clears throat> it's just like you don't see that level of shit talking on Korean games or Korean servers. Do you know why? Because they're moderated. No, because <laughs> you require. Uh, no, because <laughs> games in South Korea require you to register with your social security number. You are identifiable. So they're moderated. I guess you could call it moderation. Yeah. I wouldn't call it moderation. I think it's self-moderation. Because you have one account. Because you need a social security number to set up your account. Yeah, and there's real-world repercussions. <laughs> the thing that's yep. interesting to me about... <clears throat> like, when I used to play EverQuest, and it took a half an hour to find a group, or it took an hour to find a group, you are generally nicer to people because it took you so fucking long just to be a fun find that group in the first place. And you didn't just shit on players when they didn't know the dungeon. You sat down and you explained, this is how this fight's going to go. This is how this fight's going to go. So they don't fuck it up because it's, it, you know, it's your ass and it's your death and it's your 20 minute walk back just to get to the dungeon it's, when you die. I was doing Singer this week in Party Finder and it was a case of randomers doing it we were all nice to each other we were all learning it people were fucking up constantly but we were all learning it and being nice it's mm -hmm. not hard to just be nice to people what lies but the problem is it's the instant gratification a lot of the yeah. problem with yeah. wow in the dungeon finder is the instant gratification because especially with the dumbing down of how dungeons are done it is I mean, I hate to say it's dumbing down because 14 is actually, if you want to be very honest, 14 is even more dumbed down than WoW's dungeons are. Yeah. Because they have, a very, they have a very specific formula in the 14 dungeons. Yeah, 14, you literally start at one end and pull everything if you have a competent tank and competent healer. You pull well, everything. Well, that shit. You just pull it down to the very end where it stops you. You pull it to the point where the game physically tells you, hey, you can't go any further. Yes. And that's it. And then you kill it, and then you repeat. Because it's usually yep. two walled wall pools, boss. Two walled wall pools, boss. Two walled wall pools, boss. Yep. That's hmm. the 14 formula when it comes to dungeons. Yep. Interesting. Uh, WoW actually has more complex dungeons in some regards than that. But I believe that they have become more dumbed down, and the fact of the matter is, is that Western, like, especially the player base that WoW has cultivated over the last 15 years is just a very... I want what I want now. Give it to me. Or people who are like, my, my uh, raid leader says that I have to get a new piece of gear this week to get better or something. So like, 
I need to run as many mythics as no, possible. That happens in WoW. That hap- that happens in WoW. That happens in fourteen too. Mm-hmm. But it's just we, like uh, it's it's not people wanting. If, yeah. If someone's messing gear in my static, I'll say to them, try and try and get as try and get the upgrades as best you can, as quick as you can, especially if it's tome gear. Mm. Right, can I say it, one thing that bugs me about WoW and how since they introduced it? I would it? like to finish my thought. Sorry, I, go ahead. It's people feeling the need that they just have to do it to do it. They're not doing it for the strategy. They're not doing it for the community. They're not doing it because they like to do it. They're like, I've got to do this, so I just I'm going to run through these dungeons real quick. It's that attitude that bothers me about it. Well, yeah, but Kevin, to a certain extent, there are some things that you have to do do it to do it if you want to be a uh mythic level raider then you have to put in the fucking time to do to get the gear it's like if you want a degree you got to go to university they don't just fucking hand you the degree (laughs) but in that regard the problem is why do you make the content that only one percent of your player base is ever going to see that that's that's the counterpoint why do you design content around the absolute smallest community that you have i'll take the 14 out stance on that because it's fun content yep but why do you design it if only one percent of your player base will ever see it well because it one percent of your player base will only ever see it because only one person's willing to put the time in it's available why design it in the first place why design it available to everybody but why design it in the first place if it can only if if it will only ever be completed by one percent of your player base? Why design the content in that way? I mean, <clears throat> that you can ask the same question about the ultimate raids in fourteen, but at the same I, I time, I do. Yeah, exact same thing. They, I, I ask the exact same question. Plenty of people jump in to do those, whether they complete it or not. Plenty of people jump in and attempt them. Uh-huh. But still, again, the question comes back to why design content that only a very, very, very fractional percent of your entire player base can engage in? Because I think that there's people that want us, they they want to be challenged. They want something that's going to require strategy. Thank you, LB. Not LB answered the question for you all. You need aspirational content, is what LB said. Right. Uh, yeah, okay. LB's answered the question for you. All. I mean, you need aspirational content. Yes. Not everyone is going to aspire to do that. Mm-hmm. There's plenty. But that's, no, some, but that's, some but people that's the aspire thing. to be the best PvP. Some people want to collect all the things, get all the achievements. There's different aspirations that are available. You know, like, not everybody's going to get every fucking achievement that's in the game either. They're still there, they're still available, and you can still try to get them. The problem is, is that when you design that one piece of aspirational content for that 1% of players, that let's, let's, let's keep on with, the, with the, the mythic or the unreal or ultimate raid, ultimate, uh, ultimate raid uh, aspect. Let's keep on with that. It is a very narrow subset. All right. In 14, it seems like that is not the end goal of what they are designing. No. Those raids are not the end goal, the end-all, be-all goal of what they are designing. No. Okay? It is not the ultimate thing to aim for in the game. 
there's so much other content that you can do and engage with in that game that they put out on a regular basis. Whereas in WoW, it seems like the end goal is always your mythic raid or being top 5% or 1% of uh, PvP. PvP or mythic plus. Yeah, that seems to be all WoW aims for. There is no aspirational content outside of that. Unless it is aspirational content that you make up yourself. I, I, I mean, in fairness, about... aspirational content that you make up yourself is also a thing in 14. Yes, but yeah. I feel like there's also a lot of stuff that 14 does that does not require you to be an aspirational level player to aim for. You don't need to know life everything to get to no. it. All right. I feel like there's a lot of really, really engaging aspirational content with 14 that has a clear purpose and is in the game for a clear reason. And a lot of and a good chunk of it is a case of if you want to engage, engage. If you don't, don't. And the problem I see with WoW is that so much of aspirational end game content is tied in that 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 what we would consider aspirational end game content is tied into progression of the game. Story, uh, mythic only cinematics. Yeah. The the problem that I have with Dungeon Finder is that it puts us into a queue, into like a Disney ride, where it's just like, all right, just pile hundreds of people into a queue and get them through the ride. And it's oh, no, like, no, 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 not even like a Disney ride, because you don't know what ride you're getting in queue for. <laughs> You don't even know what ride you're going on for. You're getting in queue for a random ride. You're in queue for all the rides, and you might get the one that you actually wanted to ride on, but you might get a kitty ride. Can I just say I've actually been enjoying getting the kitty rides in 14 lately? Because a lot of the 50 dungeons, a lot of the 1 to 50 dungeons got revamped and redesigned, so I've actually been quite enjoying getting the kitty oh, ones really? lately. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did just recently get a bunch of revamped stuff that's been going through. I've actually been kind of enjoying the kitty rides lately. It's really funny also because WoW jumped onto that. Yeah, and then when people they, when, they squished, when they squished the levels, everything kind of became a single set of bands. Now, I will say that I much prefer the way 14 does it is that when you are max, when you are max or even close to max level, you could be anywhere. Literally. You could go back to a level 10 dungeon. You could go back to Tamtara Deep Cross. I got an Aurum Veil two days ago and I have everything in 90. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, except Blue Mage, which is at the max level possible. So LB can't bitch again. So LB can't bitch at me again. Yes, correct. <laughs> But it's just like, yeah, you, you, you have this aspirational content that you need to aim for. But I feel like 14 doesn't set you on that track to aim for the aspirational content as the end of the expansion, as the end of your as your patch cycle, your expansion or whatever. But I'm wow. doing Stormblood aspirational content. I did the Stormblood stuff today. Mm hmm. <laughs> for me, WoW feels like it puts you on the track towards that aspirational that aspirational content, and that is the only thing you can aim towards. The Dungeon Finder is a tool to can start that. Yeah, and the Dungeon Finder is literally just getting you down that track further. Like, I, I don't do shit in 14. I don't do raids, I don't do dungeons, I don't do anything. I barely sign up for roulettes. I don't do shit. 
I get on, I do a little bit of crafting, and that's about it. I, I didn't get a house, so I mean, that's part of my aspirational content, was to get a house in the Empyrean, and I didn't get it, so I'm bummed about that, so I haven't been playing much. Hmm. I mean, I, I want an experience where I log in, I have to think about doing something. I'm not just like, I'm not just face rolling dungeon or yeah i'm not just face rolling dungeon crop dungeon finder just to do it like i'm doing something because i want to do it i like doing it and it requires a bit of thought evan i think you should give 14 another try and i say that purely because there is a lot of things in 14 that would scratch that itch for you not not rating because i don't think you would i don't think you enjoy 14 rating i don't think you'll enjoy 14 rating but there's a lot of content out there that's really interesting and can get you some really nice shiny stuff and just it's just a lot of fun and you can kind of just do whatever the hell you want you can log in and say right today i'm doing this okay right today i'm doing this that and this today i'm making stew for hot dog and killing some zombies that's what i'm doing <laughs> but that's what i'm saying like today i just today i was like okay i'm gonna do eureka today and then I'll do my beasties, and then I'll do a couple of crystalline conflicts, and then I'll go to the podcast. Yeah, yeah I just don't but... want to do all of the story shit. I think LB's right. Is no, that... I and that's you don't engage with the story the same way that like Chris, Neth, or I engage with the story. Right, and that's fine. That's totally fine. That is totally acceptable, my dude. Everybody is allowed to experience a game in the way they want to experience it. If you want 14 to, fourteen even has an option for that. They have things that you can buy that let you skip it all. The thing that the thing that I like mm -hmm. about zombies now is that it has stakes. You know what I mean? Like you have to like you have to think about it. You can't not pay attention. You have to engage You'd with really it. Like Eureka. And the world is persistent and I can do things that change the world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can and see. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I, I mean like I can like cut down trees for Elby so that he can build stuff with them, and then like later I can see that he made a deck with it. Or, you know, I can cook food for people so that they have something and they don't die. You know, like, the, the persistence, I think, is interesting, and I like that. And the, um, you know, the, fa the fact that you really have to pay attention and, like, it's not just, like, a face roll. Yeah. Chris, that's kind of Kevin's big deal, is he likes that sort of persistent, survival-y kind of open-world gaming thing. Yeah. Where your actions have consequences <clears throat> further down the line kind of deal. Sadly, I don't think there's any kind of MMOs there, there's like that. Nothing really like that at the moment, no. The closest was kind of New World, and we see what happened to New World. We saw what happened to New World. I mean, like, I'm shockingly enjoying Project Zomboid, which is not normally my type of game, but it's because there's different things to do. Like, there's, without there being quests, there's still objectives. I'm not currently enjoying the game because I know that you all will all be burnt out on it in another week or two, so was it worth my time to buy? I think, honestly, Neth, there's a lot of similarities between Valheim and Project Zomboid. I just think nope. there's more stuff in the real world to interact with. <laughs> I, I don't find there's a lot of similarities between the two of them at all. Like I, I, they are very similar in in the aspect that they're in the same genre. They have the same kind of building and survival and loot systems. 
but I think Kevin is correct in saying that there is more to Zomboids than yeah. there was to Valheim, and mm -hmm. because you can ha you can see clear objectives, that's why you're enjoying it more. You know exactly what you have to do to survive. You know exactly what yeah, you have to like, do to get oh, out of this. Okay, we're running low on this. Okay, well, I'm going to go scavenge the houses around us, which is why I've been building my character the way I have her. Oh, we need this. Okay, I'm going to go forge in the bush around us to see if I can find it. Like, because... <laughs> You know, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're twelve. I know. I'm sorry. In that bush. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Find us some berries. <laughs> I'm a child. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I love you, anyways. But I mean, I, I'm having fun because of that aspect of it, and we haven't even touched like a tiny portion of the fucking map of the game. Yeah. Like we. You know, like we've done a little bit of forays to go explore other places, but we haven't like touched like you know the vast majority of my map is undiscovered. Like yeah. we're in the one area, and yeah, that's definitely what cool about what's cool about it is you know having to really like think about it and put together a party and say like, do we really want to go out there? Is there enough time? Can we get back? Alive? I do have to say the one thing that I find incredibly fucking frustrating about it. Okay. If we clean out an entire area and we clean out all the zombies, oh. where the fuck are the new ones coming from? Because there's nobody left alive but us. You know what? So where are the new zombies coming Guess from? Guess what? I found Stop out. that shit. I found out what happened. LB has what? a respawn mode on. And I'm, and oh. I'm suggesting we turn that the fuck off. Because, yeah, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense. There's only a finite number of people. Where, the, where are they respawning from? Where are there, the zombies coming from? I have no idea how we're going to make progression if we don't. When a daddy off. zombie and a mommy zombie love each other very, <laughs> very much. much. They eat each other. They don't fuck. <laughs> the, oh. the daddy Elby zombie just... eats out the mama. Oh, Elby. See, that made me happy. Elby, you just made me very happy because that was becoming incredibly frustrating for me. <laughs> because of like, look at like when you and I respawned that one time and you made me come get you in the car that I killed because I hadn't driven before and there was like 200 fucking zombies there. <laughs> Well, yeah, it makes Shall it feel we... better because you can go to an area, clear it out, and then you're like, yeah, I did this. And like, Shall you can we look move... around without worrying. Yes, we should. Shall move we on. move on to a different topic purely because we are time limited today? Yes. Yes, we, we are. That's my fault. The rest of these. Let me do um, my stuff just in case because if, we, if I have to go, I can go and you guys can keep okay. talking. Um, so Warzone um, Season 2 is coming to the coming to an end on the 27th warzone season three has been around been announced um it's going to be starting off um the opening event is called operation monarch and i'm going to admit i giggled like crazy it's godzilla versus king kong arriving in caldera <laughs> no lie it's literally godzilla and king kong um so i had a really good laugh at that um Wow. That will kick off on May 11th, two weeks after the launch of Season 3, is when Operation Monarch will start. Um, there's a cinematic for it. Go watch it. It's amusing. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, on top of that, we mentioned this before, um, back a ways, when it was coming. The Snoop Bundle is now in game. I'm not gonna lie, I'm actually kind of tempted because it's not just a skin. 
he's an actual like he, they've added him operator. as his own full operator okay so he comes with um he has his own bio he has like the so same as all the other characters so it's like um he falls under the task force of executioners um which are unofficially known as the tf420s his favorite God weapon is a ppsh it. his date of birth is 10 20 1971 his hobbies are listening to k-pop smoking and painting and his bio is growing up in long beach california snoop dogg realized he had a talent for rapping at a young age and began to pursue it as a career now he's still releasing music and appearing as a media personality on multiple shows but in his free time he chooses to fight as an operator in call of duty <laughs> he, his his outfit actually looks kind of badass i like i will give him that it is very pimp it, it's awesome um there's also a soundboard that's part of getting this that you can i i've actually it i put a link to it in the host channel you guys can look at it but some of them some of them um are actually really funny like instead of drop it like it's hot it's drop in like it's hot um uh, or ain't nothing but a w thing some of them are really funny because it's all snoop doing them um so i put a link to that i'll put a link on the show notes as well uh but yeah it's actually a really well done bundle instead of where it's not just a straight up skin for somebody else it's it's a full-on operator so they're it gives them the ability to expand upon this if they want to but yeah those were my two big wow all of his guns come with green weed tracer rounds. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they have um, interesting names. Smoke weed every day. Oh, we just passed 420 earlier this week. Yeah, three days ago. Yeah. He has a sniper rifle, sniper rifle called the Bong Ripper. Uh-huh. He has an assault rifle called West Coast Blink. And then he has an SMG called the Shiznit. Oh, damn it. I hate it so much. Are we oh, done yeah. this show? Can I talk about my thing? <laughs> yes, Go you ahead, can, darling. Dude. Okay. So, uh, for people who are playing 14, they are very much aware the lottery system shat itself when, it's, uh, when the lottery period concluded. Uh, some people got their houses, other people got told to go fuck themselves. Long and the short. <laughs> what um, happened to you? I mean, some people got told, huh, psych! <laughs> I got both, Kevin. <laughs> My personal uh, personal house, uh, uh, me and the in-game husband were going for, we won that. The, um, the FC house uh, that we had eight beds on, all us, we got told to go fuck ourselves. Um... So, oh, I thought what you this meant era... at the same time. Like, at the same time, I'm not into that kind of stuff, but you do you. At the same time, um, so the uh, the the long and the short of this, uh, the bug was that the lottery server, uh, had collated and randomized all the data as appropriate, and then when it tried to talk to the housing server to say, "Here are your winners, give them the house," the housing server said, "No, fuck that, that's not happening." That's essentially what happened here. So there's a bug with the servers communicating with each other. Um, which resulted in people getting the winning bid as bid zero, and there was no bid zero. Bid zero never existed. Uh, 
thankfully, they have all the lottery data saved, so they can, you know, paste that information onto the housing server when when they're when they're fixing up when they fix all the things. They have, at the time of this recording, they have reproduced the issue and are further investigating on their in-house servers on their developmental servers. They have fixed the identified error. And they are now in the process of verifying said fixes on their developmental servers. At that point, once they have verified that everything is fixed and that nothing else is broken, they will restore the lottery data onto the live servers, and the people that should have won the old the other the houses will be told you hear you you win the house. Go go have fun. Um, I lost what? my bid. I know. I'm sorry, buddy. Um, the only thing we know for sure is that the the fix will not be coming into effect before Tuesday the 26th, which is the scheduled downtime for patch 6.11, which will bring in the new Ultimate Raid and potentially other uh, class changes going around from PvP and things like that. <clears throat> um... And they have suspended all plot purchases and relocations in 6.11. So if you have won a house and haven't claimed it yet, do so before this coming Tuesday, or you will not be able to until everything is fixed. Uh oh. Huh? Uh, that is pretty much it. Uh, the system all went to tits. They are working on it. They have been went very vocal and very very transparent on what the pros the pro the problem was and where they are in their current uh schedule to fix it. So they're keeping the player base very much informed. Uh it's just a case of waiting until it's fixed, uh, as more information comes in. Everyone's very quiet. Yeah. Um there's one thing I was actually looking it up real quick. Oh, there was one little story I wanted to talk about this week. Okay. And it's not the one I was talking with Crash about in the chat. Okay. Dog. Well, there's two little stories that you want to talk about this week. I probably won't even actually even talk about that one. But um, so just just weird aside, just like this popped up in my news feed. Um, Gog is now Gog uh good old games, the uh game platform run by CD Projekt Red. Yeah. Right. Uh, will now be offering menstrual leave. Did I hear that right? Yes, you heard that correctly. Menstrual leave. Okay. Women who have more. W women uh, during their menses, um, if they are having a difficult time performing their job duties, they are allowed <laughs> to take paid time off. You said duty. Shut the fuck up. I'll link the story into the thing right That's now. That's awesome. Gav said duty. Yes, I didn't. Neth's in shock. Okay, I mean, like, they've literally had studies come out where they're finally acknowledging that cramps are, are as severe as the fucking pains that men have during heart attacks. So, yeah, the fact that someone's actually stepping up and going, hey, maybe you guys might not want to work through this is fucking amazing! So, Gog is offering it, and, um... CD Projekt Red is also looking into offering that as an option for their employees as well. Neth, your voice got to the point where I think only dogs heard you. That's yep. okay. 
we won't rehash the earlier conversation, but we we have established that this is a long time issue for me. <laughs> yeah, I was just going through a couple of stories that I had had pulled up, and I was trying to be like, there's something I was going to talk about, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, I definitely want to. I definitely want to read that. That's amazing. That is that's uh, is actually kind of that is actually insane. That's really cool. Did not not something you would expect. Yeah, not something you think about. Not something you think about generally. And then it's like, oh yeah, yeah there you go. Um, do the question though I have is, do I get I sat on my balls funny leave? <laughs> No. And fairness, have you that ever sat on your balls, Nath? That shit fucking hurts. You ever sat on your fucking balls, Nath? That shit fucking hurts. And does it persist for 24 hours a day for five to seven days? Or yeah. longer? You sit down it hard enough. Have. You sit down <laughs> hard enough, it fucking can. Why do you think, why do you think, here's, here's, why do you think we manspread as it is deemed? Because keeping, keeping your legs closed when you have balls, it fucking hurts. That shit sucks. You need better undies. They're not supportive enough, Chris. No, I go, I go good undies. I just, I just bought some good undies actually. They're <laughs> real just bought good. yourself some new knickers. I just bought myself some new knickers. <laughs> are you, really are you, are you all fur coat and no knickers though? God damn it! I'm sorry, I couldn't help but bring out the old, the old slang, the old English slang. Dude, they're like 15 pounds a pair, but they're actually well worth it. They're really fucking comfy. Yeah, no. 15 mention. pounds a pair. Yeah, yeah, no. Good men's underwear. Yeah. Good men's mm. underwear is real fucking expensive. 15 to 25 bucks a pair. Yeah. yeah. Good. Even 30 bucks. Dependable. Yeah. Good dependable men's underwear. Yeah. Because you wow. got, you got, you got to keep the boys, you know, they got to. But you got to remember that's like. Yeah, I'm fronts. not just putting a string up my asshole. <laughs> Leave to sitting on my balls. Leave to G strings. <laughs> um, I just like to fight. I just like to put out there that I would like to fight for sitting on your balls. Leave uh, at some point because well, you know well, they, they call that sick leave because you know you did it to yourself. Uh... I mean. I was going to take a really reductive, very primitive uh, take on that, and I'm not going to. We're recording. Do that later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And a real primitive and reductive take, I could have gone there, and I chose I not. Was, I'm the bigger man. I was not fucking prepared for that. <clears throat> uh, but no, no. Um, good pair of men's underwear. For so long, it was you had so... boxers and Y fronts, and that was it. Yeah. What the fuck's and... a Y front? Heidi Whitey's. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I have no idea what that is. The fuck Boxer. is that? 
boxers and Y fronts were all you had available to well, you and, for a and, and, and then there was the hybrid. Yeah. Well, boxer, boxer briefs. briefs. I wear boxer I wear boxer briefs, but those are still. I wear boxer briefs. Thing. They're still a more recent thing. They are boxer a more recent thing. Sexy. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna link. I'm gonna link uh, Gav. In fact, I'm just gonna link it in the uh, post channels. Where oh come on, link it in general so all of our listeners can also look. <laughs> but yeah, we, got, um, we keep saying we gotta stop using hosts only. He's not wrong about that, but yeah, boxer briefs are what I use, and it is a much better <laughs> is a much better piece of fabric to put uh, <laughs> to put to cover my shame. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, for a long time I wore boxers and they are not supportive and they don't do anything pleasant. And white fronts, tidy whities are too constrictive. Alright. We don't have enough time to get into the other story that I want to go into. Yes, you do. Well, yes, we do. <coughs> okay. Um, well, it's because it's a dumb hot take. So, but let's go. I mean, I have a medium hot take. I would say like a level 5. Um, okay. This is a news story posted by IGN about Square Enix president Yoshuka Masuda. Yosuke. Yosuke. Yosuke Matsuda. Yosuke Masuda. Once again, shares his interests in blockchain games. So, a lot of people have been shitting on blockchains and NFCs. I think, I mean, the NFT? point that he's bringing NFTs? up. NFTs? NFTs. The the point that he's bringing up, I think, is a good one, which is we want to incentivize players to build content for our games. If, you know, if that means they can sell those things in the games, I think that's a good thing. If they're just incentivizing by making something that is unique, I don't think that's enough. Um, um, the, I think the thing that... that the reason why NFTs is going to be a thing, whether we like it or not in games, is that you can create something in a digital world that is unique and cannot be copied because it has a unique identifier that says this is the only one of these that exists. So I think it will allow people to create things in games and sell them. As much as people want to shit on NFTs and blockchain in general, this is going to happen. I will continue to shit on NFTs and blockchain Same. in totality. Yeah. I think blockchain. I, mean, is, idea. I think I think the concept of the blockchain is useful as an accounting practice and for keeping track of things. I don't think I want that anywhere near my fucking video games. No, I same. don't want that anywhere near anything else. I think it is an interesting piece of technology that tech bros have latched onto. Um, the Blizzard uh, <laughs> president, what's his name? Um, Dickhead. No, no, we like we like this one. He's not he's not a terrible person. Blizzard president, Mara. Yeah, oh, Mike Yubara. Okay. Uh, Mike Yubara uh, said no NFTs in any of the Blizzard in any Blizzard games. Not happening. Well, I think the problem blockchain is, case is different. Or pop I mean, he's not talking about actual NFTs in this case. So I may maybe we should separate the two. I think blockchain is a way to basically create a unique identifier for an item. But that right. is an NFT. It becomes an, an NFT. NFT. When you add an NF unique modifier to I'm something, it is an myself. NFT. The NFT is how we can monetize it. I think if we talk about but, blockchain but you itself... Also, Kevin, but Kevin, but Kevin, you, Kevin. Need to, you need to take into consideration, Kevin, that he has very clearly said 
like in his new year post nfts good that's what he said okay okay i apologize kevin i'm sitting here interrupting you i will let you finish speaking My i mean okay number one let's talk about if i'm a crafter in a game and i craft a sword and that sword has a blockchain identifier to it that says this sword was made by kevin and this is the only one of these that exists in existence I think that in and of itself is a good thing because now that is, you know, no one can say that they made a sword or I could make a sword uniquely mine or it could have variants in it that other people don't have. And now it is identifiable. You know, I like, I like that idea. If then I go to try to sell that thing in the game, right, for money instead of actual like gold or whatever. Yeah, I can see where people would be chafed about that because you know we spent a lot of time last time talking about like the real world auction house which is what this basically becomes no it doesn't but at the same time okay what happens when you make a set what what happens when you sold that okay i've only made one okay and a week Mm -hmm. from now i decide i'm gonna make another one i mean that has a different identifier i mean that you know yeah, I mean, you yeah, could, but that logic it's the same exists, thing in real life. You could I have 10,000 t-shirts, and they're all the same. I can craft an item in 14 that has my name on it. That already exists. Why do we need to add monetary yeah. value and things to it? Okay, so you're not adding monetary value. Okay, so let's, real quick, a blockchain in and of itself has no intrinsic monetary value associated with it. A blockchain right. is simply a ledger that items are, that entries are written down in and it cannot be altered. A blockchain is ostensibly forever unless the blockchain is reverted by some governing authority. Every entry that goes into a blockchain is a permanent record of that specific thing. Right. Okay. It uniquely An identifies NFT, that thing forever. An NFT is a non-fungible token. And for everybody's sake, I have linked line goes up in chat, just like I do every time we start talking about blockchain and NFT bullshit. All right. An NFT is a non-fungible token. An NFT is a object that has been created that is non-fungible. Okay. That means it is not an intrinsic value in and of itself. The intrinsic value, it is a fiat item. The intrinsic value of the item is decided by the overall whole. The problem is that when you begin adding coins into your blockchain as a fundamental part of your blockchain, that is your problem. Because then you are now attaching a monetary value to the item. A basic blockchain that just keeps track of the items, totally fine. I have no issue with that all right i think it's dumb as fuck and has absolutely no purpose because do you know how long it takes for a blockchain item to turn over on a transaction a while depending on the type of verification system in place it takes a while the the reason that coins will never become fully accepted currency everywhere is because right now your credit card would you swipe your credit card or tap your credit card or insert your chip on a credit card or a debit card, that transaction is almost instantaneous. Mm-hmm. All right. For you to make a trade with a coin takes significantly longer. In some cases, several days it can take depending on how well maintained the chain is and how much verification it has to go through to approve a new entry being put onto the, 
being put on the ledger, the public ledger. NFTs in and of themselves are dumb, especially in video games. It is another goddamn scam. It's just another scam by people who want to commodify your things. Because guess what? You don't control the public ledger. You don't control the chain. If you make something, say, say you're playing uh, uh, Neo Tit Fucker, the game. <laughs> no, go back to the other one. I like the other one. Well, this is Neo Tit Fucker because it's. Sorry, uh, Neo Fucker of Tits. Well, let's actually talk about like something that you make in Minecraft or something that like, because <laughs> this is where this is going. You realize that. Someone's going to make a car in Minecraft. It's going to be locked somehow so that no one else can make a car like that. And then they will own that. Like, like it basically becomes like patent law almost. So the problem in what they're doing is that they're attempting to commodify a system. They just want to make another buck because they're not mm -hmm. going to make a buck on you making your item. Yeah, that publisher does have integrity, Chris. He is right. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, that developer has integrity, okay? Unlike... Uh, genital jesting. The publisher of genital jesting has integrity. A lot of integrity. <laughs> the lore is deep. He is right. Um, so, it is a commodification. Blockchain technology... Integrating blockchain technology into a video game and NFTs into a video game is simply being integrated for the, uh, for the choice to be able to commodify your content that you make or what you do in the game. There is mm -hmm. no benefit to you as a person. The commodification happens on the developer's end. I mean, unless I'm making money on it. You're not. They're never going to set it up in such a way that you receive royalties from what you do. They will receive a cut of that item every single time it is sold, and that's how they're going to make their money. Okay, you might make a hundred bucks initially on the item, but <coughs> pardon me, the developer who maintains that blockchain and maintains that auction house is going to get a 1% cut on every single transaction made with that item. You are going to get paid once. Unless they've I mean, set up some royalty system in it where you get a cut every time the item is sold. I think that would have to be set up similar to how like Unreal Marketplace is set up. Like, basically, you build a 3D item that can be used in a game or used in a uh, like a or not Unreal. Unity. You're sorry. talking about the Unity Marketplace. Unity, yeah, Unity Marketplace, like something like that. That's basically what it becomes, but inside of a game instead of a game. But engine. then the item's no longer unique. You're if no longer creating be... a unique item. You're creating a mass-produced item that you are then selling. And again, they are still commodifying your creation because they are getting a cut of every single sale you make. How is this different paid... than stuff in real life? It's not, and that's the problem. Why is it a problem? We don't, we don't I still don't understand games, the argument. Video games to escape real life. <laughs> I do not need to develop myself a new job inside of a video game to sustain my video game habit while also working a regular job to sustain my real world habits that's what we were doing in wow weren't we 
We were no, selling no, stuff to make gold to buy the I real never, world. Uh, no, I never coin. did that. No one I thought none that of was us did that. Shit. I thought that we was hate, Most shit. of us hate the WoW token. You did it so that you could buy a US account, though, Chris. I did it so I could play with you fuckers, and I hated <laughs> the fact that I had to do that. It is the dumbest shit that I had to do that. Yeah, you're right. The whole conceit of having to work a second job to engage and enjoy my free time is bothersome to me. I, mean, I do I not. I also do not like the concept of commodification of everything. Not everything needs to be commodified. Hmm. Yeah. They. Um. I think it's though. If it's not a. I, I don't know. If I'm playing a game with LB and we're building something in that game. And then mm -hmm. we choose to sell that item that we, you know, spent time building or whatever. I would be okay with that, you know, if we so if we enjoy okay. building it and weren't just building it for profit. But the problem is that at that point, then you becomes you have to sustain it via profit because there, why would there be a item Second Life? Second Life. Oh God! Oh, why does it always come back to Second Life? Because it is the original NFTs. commodified game. Okay. Whenever we talk about NFTs and blockchains, we always come back to Second Life. It's because it's the best Every example. It's, it's, the original, it's the OG example of this. I know it Second is. Life. I hate it. You know of Second Life, Kevin, correct? The original metaverse. Yes, Crash. He's right. He's right. You, you, know, of, you know of Second Life, correct? Yes. All right. Second Life, you... There's a free option, but there's also a paid option. And the free option gets you nothing. Like, literally fucking nothing. Action. Okay. Paid options in that game give you everything. Okay? You have access to everything. Everything is unlocked at that point. Mm -hmm. Right? You need to convert real-world money into Linden Bucks to buy anything in the game. So you mm -hmm. are spending your real-world money to make okay. Linden Bucks. All right? Just like at you're buying point, Platinum Warframe. I understand. Exactly. At that point, that you can then, if you have some talent or ability that you can use that you can sell in the game. You can sell that thing in the game for Linden Bucks, which okay. you can then convert into real money. Okay. It is a commodification into making a game into a job. Mm -hmm. I have very strong opinions about that. I do not believe I should be forced to play a game, to make money in a game, to continue to play the mm -hmm. game. Well, okay, let me put it to you this way. I know someone who crafts wood, all right? Okay. And they like crafting wood, right? Mm -hmm. They make shelves, they make chairs, they make desks. Mm -hmm. They take pictures of them, they sell them on Instagram, mm -hmm. and it's they what sell they the do pictures or do they sell the pieces? No, they sell, no, they sell the actual pieces, I'm sorry. So what you're saying is they are they make a tangible functional item that I can hold in my hand mm -hmm. and they sell that. Yes. And they have okay. a whole garage full of fucking wood and nonsense to to support okay. this craft and hobby. Right? Okay. Okay. This is their job, is what you're saying. No, this is a side project. This is just oh, like their side hobby. Project. Okay. Yeah, what they do for fun. Me, on the other hand, never want a garage full of shit ever in my life. If my <laughs> if my garage was completely empty, that would be perfect. I want to do crafting. I want to build things, but I want to build things in my computer. I build, you know, like houses, cars, you know, factories, all this stuff. Learn how to draw. So, <laughs> okay, may I? All right. <clears throat> I'm stopping.
Okay, no, no, no. I was I was asking oh, if what? I can interject. That was all. Um, I was just asking yeah, if you can ahead. interject. Um, so what platform are you making this thing on? Well, I would I mean like yeah, I mean I could build it in in I mean, I could build it in Unity, for example. So, say WoW has. So let's let's mm -hmm. let's let's take WoW as an example. Say WoW has a fully fledged crafting system with fully immersive development and things like that. Okay. And you're gonna make things in WoW. Yep. I mean, fourteen already Blizzard has still that owns it. Blizzard still owns that because right. the terms of service listed out in Blizzard's TOS in EULA states that they own everything. You are merely renting the item, renting the server space used to store right. your data on it. Right, because okay. it's not being viewed as like a utility to build something myself. It's being mm -hmm. used as a platform that the, the thing is being built within. So a lot of uh, 3D printer things and that nature, they still technically own the thing if you make it within their software. Mm -hmm. hmm. So what you're saying is instead of actually playing games and building stuff in games, we should just switch to Unity. Then we could actually own. No, because what Epic we're still owns that. Epic no, still Epic owns, owns that because then Epic would own it. Yeah, mm -hmm. Epic owns that. You are you 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 own rights to the object, but they own the rights to the engine that is needed to render that object. So tech. So at that point, without Epic, you can't do it. Without being an Unreal Engine project, you cannot access that item. True. But at least I could set it up so that I would be able to sell that item and get royalties. There's no way that you're gonna there's no way that you're gonna do this, Kevin, without the corporation making a mint and potentially having the right to fuck you over at the end of the day if they want to. The difference is with me with your friend who buys wood and then crafts it, mm -hmm. they pay a flat rate to purchase and physically own that wood. They physically own their tools. They own mm -hmm. the entire process. They have seized the means of production. All right. And they are then able to use that and their hard work to create something that they own 100% of. No one owns that object. Mm. Except you're... for them. No, you're making me understand a key point around all of this, which is who owns the rights to what you build in the thing that you're building it in. And, and it's never you. Well, I mean, theoretically you could set up a 3d world where you could build something and own the rights to whatever it is. Like basically like a GNU license for a 3d. So world. Let's, let's talk about monopolization. Then let's talk about monopolies then, because the fact of the matter is, is that your GNU, your general, your general uh, use thing. Mm hmm. You use it. Your 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 mother, your wife, your fiance, your girlfriend uses it. All right. And you set this up as your new marketplace of ideas. If you're unsuccessful, well, that's probably because a corporate interest decided that you were a threat and they squashed you. Or if you are successful, guess what? You have simply become the corporation in the end. So you're saying that the only way to craft things is in real life. I, I think the only thing that has a tangible functional value is something you can physically hold in your hands. Yes. Okay. Uh, 
I guess like and, what I'm saying is eventually we're going to have to solve this problem because I don't think things are going to be as much physical in the future. I think there's going to be a lot more stuff that we want to use and interact with in 3D and there's but, going to need to be a way to build something and have it be yours and sell it. What you're saying is is that we're going to further sell ourselves, sell our souls to corporate interests in the choice to use what they are doing. Wally. <laughs> yeah, I'm a leftist, Kevin. I don't think I'm sure if that's it, it's it's been much more apparent since the pandemic. But I am a leftist, Kevin, and I have been a leftist my entire life. You need to, so <clears throat> Kevin essentially wants us to eventually live in a Wally world. I mean, I was no, reading a I was reading an article the other day that was talking about the metaverse actually like blending work and play and starting to not be able to understand what is the difference between working and actually That's, playing. And that is a dystopian, horrifying, absolutely terrifying conceit. Mm -hmm. That is horrifying. That is some matrix level bullshit. Okay? You are simply a battery for the overlords. Okay? Gav is, Gav is passionate today. I am very passionate. I'm very passionate about this shit. This shit I'm very passionate about. Uh, corporate interests and things of like that I have very strong issues with. Um, because the thing is, you either you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain kind of thing, you know? I mean, all I want <laughs> is a fucking virtual workshop and to build things in a virtual workshop and have fun doing it. That would you be like quit. the that would be the the key. No, and that's and that's good. I want you to have a passion that you want to aim for. And that's amazing. But at the same time, you also have to be aware that you will never wholly and completely own the thing that you make. Even in real life, you still have to pay taxes if you make enough money. Taxes yeah. are just tax attack. Your taxes, Kevin, are just rent for living in society how is this different easy... from someone making an app and selling it on apple's marketplace on the app store i i have major issues with that too <laughs> i just told you i have issues with corporate entities controlling an entire ecosystem and how we interact with the world you do we know need this, to go Kevin. back do we need to go back to the whole epic and Fortnite bullshit with the apple's app store and the google store because remember, yeah. Apple is still getting a cut of your of every sale you make on your app. They are still getting a cut of every single time you do that. You are not 30%. getting you are not getting a hundred percent of your money in your pocket. Apple gets thirty percent of any sales through any app on their store, or any sale of any app on their store. Mm -hmm. I buy Dark Sky. Yeah. Apple gets thirty percent of that. They're getting a thirty percent cut of that. Well, like, let me reference this article that was put up on the Epic Game Store. The Lego group and Epic team up to build a place for kids to play in the metaverse. I mean, this shit's happening. Like, big companies are putting tons of money into They're, it. Big companies are putting a ton of money into it because they know that if they are the first to market, they'll get the biggest share of the pie. That is the only reason they are not doing this for any altruist reasons. Corporations are not your friend. Governments technically really aren't even your friend. Okay? They want money. Yeah, you of course. You are a number. 
That is it. You are not some integral part of their grand scheme. You are not invested in them at all. You are a number. You are a commodified product that they are attempting to sell. Mm-hmm. Yep. Makes sense. I'm sorry. I get very angry about corporations. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I, I did not, that, 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 Kevin, let me just apologize to you because I feel like I came off I came off a very aggressive. I feel like I came off aggressively towards you, and I apologize. That wasn't my intent to be aggressive towards I mean, you specifically. The, all I want is a fucking digital workshop where I can build shit. That's all I, I want. I get that. Like, I get that. That's the dream. And if I can sell something that I make, great. If not, then like I'll look for a company that gives me the rights to what I build. Because I feel like if I'm building something in real life or I'm building something in a digital world and that thing is something that I feel is a creation of myself, I feel I should have similar rights to it as I would at something that I build in real life. Problem is if unless you're unless you're doing it through an engine you have made yourself you're going to own very little of it. Yeah. The corporation that you're using their platform to make it on will own it outright because you're using it through their platform. Hmm. Or at least a portion thereof. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be like better terms than what's on the App Store today. But if they made the thing, why can't if they made the thing that you are using to make what you are making, why are they not entitled to a cut of what they have made? That's true. That's true too. It's it, it's it's it, it's it's a cancerous Ouroboros of bullshit that just keeps eating itself. Yeah. And it is a big problem. It's it's really funny how a lot of these problems aren't problems with things that are real life things and they become <laughs> they become problems in game because of like because yeah the person who gave me the wood or made the plank of wood could come back and say like well I want a cut of this sale because this wood is mine mm -hmm. but oh man it's just because the rules are different in the metaverse yeah in real life I go to William Bill Bill sells wood. Bill sells lumber. Hey, mm -hmm. Bill, let me buy. Let me get a four by eight by two of mm -hmm. white birch. Sure, Mr. Chris, here you go. There's four by eight by two of white birch. Do you want that cut down anyway? Uh, how much does it cost? That'll be five dollars for the cuts. Here's five dollars. Mm -hmm. Cut that down into two by eight planks. Perfect. Okay cuts everything down i've traded him the money for the plank cutting i've now traded him the money for the lumber our transaction is complete he has no bearing on whatever i do with this object going forward right i take it home i cut that down into dollhouses i make hyper realistic dollhouses dioramas mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i spend all this time painting cutting gluing making things making things work together and then I go, this is nice. I like this. But you know what? I'm not attached to this anymore. So I'm going to trade this or sell this to somebody. I'm mm. here for Gab making hyper-realistic dolls. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm invested now. You sell it to Neth? Okay. 
I still have oh, no. up. Oh no! If, if, if there's anybody in this group that's getting that's gonna buy a hyper realistic dollhouse, Kevin, it ain't me. It's you. <laughs> I still, I still, okay. I sell this hyper realistic diorama dollhouse of the Wandavision house through all the eras. Okay. I sell this to Kevin. Kevin, you pay me hundred and fifty dollars. This random number thrown out. You pay me a hundred. It's a fair price. You pay me hundred and fifty dollars mm-hmm. for this object that I paid forty dollars in wood and fifty dollars in my labor for. So it cost me ninety dollars to make this. I make a sixty dollar mm-hmm. profit on this object, and I no longer own the object. Okay. You now own the object. It is yours to do with. If you wanted to set it on fire, you totally could. Okay. If you wanted to further sell that down the line, I I don't get to come up to you and go, "Hey, where's my fucking cut? Where's my 30 where's my 40% cut of this sale?" Right. If I resell. You owe me cuz I made this. <laughs> I resold it to Chris. You resold it to Chris. But except for what Crash said. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, but you mentioned WandaVision, so now the Disney lawyers. Yeah, so now Disney owns it. <laughs> All right, so Chris, go through the same story, how it would work in the metaverse. Okay. So, hi. My name is uh, Todd Sweeney from Epic Games. We've, cre- we've, uh, we've licensed and bought out the company that made the Unreal Engine. The Unreal Engine can be used to customize and make whatever you want. I'm going to sell you, Mr. Kevin, a license to create things inside of the Unreal Engine. You can go ahead and make that woodshop game you've always wanted to make, that woodshop simulator. Okay. Knock yourself out. Kevin, you then go, well, I don't know how to fucking code. Mm -hmm. So you go, hey, Chris, you know how to program and code. A little bit. Can you make me... Can you make me uh, a code base for a realistic woodshop simulator? A fuck and awesome Chris, above me. <laughs> Chris goes, Chris goes, yeah, that's fine. Kevin, then you go, well, Chris isn't an artist. Hey. And then I'll, I'll go, Chris isn't an artist, but Neth is. Neth makes texture resolution packs and things like that in games. She makes skeletal rigs and texture meshes. All right. You go, hey, Neth. Can you make me a skeleton rig and a texture mesh for this game that I'm making? Here's a flat rate. Depends how much over flat rate. No. They see. Yeah, that's the problem. Is that you can then you pay them a flat rate, or you can pay them a bit of royalty on every sale you make. They both agree to a royalty model. Okay. Yep. So they make everything you need to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. You then combine everything together into a game. You then list that game on the Epic Store. Okay, Epic takes a 20% or 15% or whatever the fuck cut they're taking now. Every time you sell a copy of that game. I take 10% for my coding work. After Epic's cut is done, you then owe Chris and Neth a 10% cut of everything that's made, of every every item that is sold in that game. Because I made it in their game. I made the You you used their their things. Yeah, you made their thing. You, You made it something in the game with their work uh-huh. because they wanted to do a royalty based only. So every time you sell a copy of this woodshop simulator or an item within this woodshop simulator, mm-hmm. they get paid and Epic gets paid. 
Okay. And I'll say, you then license your game down the line to somebody else. Well, every time somebody on that end makes something or sells something, that you then get a cut of that pay because you made the game that it's made in. And then Chris and Neth get a cut of it because it was made using their assets. And then mm-hmm. Epic gets a cut of it because it was made using the Unreal Engine. Right. So you're getting fractions of a penny. It's fractions. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that, that's not as... Uh... It doesn't sound as good. Kind of shit, isn't it? <laughs> and, and then the best part is, is that you don't physically own the item. Mm-hmm. The item is a set of bits and bytes, ones and zeros, on somebody's, on Epic's server that you don't actually own because you're merely renting the space from them and you're merely renting the assets from them. Mm-hmm. And just a reminder, the second you stop giving either me or Neth royalties, we sue your ass. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, you would have to have models in the game where you're paying people flat rates for things like you are in real life. So that or they don't retain rights. Yeah. Yep. Ground hmm. up, buddy. Yep. Interesting. So yeah, it, uh, there's a big component to this that I wasn't thinking about before, which what are the licensing and what is the like basically like creative commons for stuff that you're making inside of the games. And like, if you don't have the rights to it, then it's not going to be, you're not going to make money, any, any money off of it. If you were ever thinking about making money off of something that you made in the game. And I will also tell you blockchain is also terrifying as well, because guess what blockchain an item on the blockchain acts like a bearer bond in real life. Do you know what a bearer bond is? No. A bearer bond is simply a slip of paper that says, this money, this is worth this much money. That's it. Okay. We're at about the two-hour mark, by the way. Yes, we're getting very close. I'm I'm coming close to the end here. If I take that bearer bond from Neth, say Neth has a a bunch of bearer bonds. And I steal those bearer bonds from Neth. Neth has no recourse. <gasps> Neth has yeah, no recourse. For me, that's not nice. I know it's not nice at all. A bearer bond has <laughs> no information. Okay? There's no information about who owns it. It is simply a piece of paper that states it is worth X money. Okay. Okay? I steal that from Neth. Well, that money is mine now. It doesn't matter that she owns it. I have it in my possession currently. Okay. Okay. Blockchain is the exact same way. There is no protection inherent in blockchain because it is a decentralized system that does not have a governing body. There is no inherent protection associated with it. That's why there was all those big hacks that started happening recently in the last couple of months. Yeah. Uh, What was it? $600 million or some bullshit from some Mm -hmm. one exchange got stolen. And there was the Mt. Gox thing years ago. Uh, things like that. There is no inherent protection available in this system. Mm-hmm. That is terrifying to me because there is the, the reason that you can use a bank safely is because it is FDIC insured. Your right. money is insured. The reason a credit card is a relatively safe thing is because it is insured and it is also 
um, authorized and used under the permission of whoever it is that controls it. So I can, if you, if Chris steals my credit card and buys dragon dildos, I can then contest that. Why did I buy dragon dildos with it? Why? Neff made them. Neff textured them. Yeah, that's weird, but okay. Um, Chris buys, Chris buys $2,000 worth of dragon dildos because he is going to recreate the day of the tentacle in a pornographic, uh, in a pornographic, uh, movie. I mean, I don't know that would be that many because they're expensive. Chris buys $2,000 worth of dragon dildos and I go, oh fuck, my credit card's missing. Shit. (laughs) I go to my bank and go, hey, I didn't make these charges. And the bank goes, buy $2,000 worth of dragon dildos? They go, hmm, that's weird. Huh. That purchase originated in Scotland. Have you been in Scotland recently? No, that happened 10 minutes ago and I'm literally standing in front of you. (laughs) They go, well, let's go ahead and reverse that charge right there and then uh, send this off to Scotland Yard or whoever the fuck it is that deals with money crimes in, in the UK. Scotland Yard actually, ironically, is based in England. <laughs> I, well, that's why I said the UK, not because you're part of the UK, Christopher. Not for long. Whoever handles money crimes for the UK, they go, oh, well, let's forward this out to them. There is a protection built into the system. Right. Whereas with NFTs and crypto, there is no protection inherent in the system. You lose it, you fucked. Yes. <clears throat> I mean, the same as if you had cash or gold, like actual gold. If you lose that hard drive with the cryptocurrency on it, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly, Kevin. Hmm. Currency is inherently volatile. Yep. So. I hate the way my brain works, by the way. The moral of the story is we need to be looking at what our rights are and caring about what our rights are if we're going to start to use games to sell stuff <laughs> you the problem right now and this is not a u.s centric issue is that people are unaware of their rights in general and they're unaware of how far their rights have been stripped away from them with the further corporatization of the modern world um tldr eat the fucking rich okay mm-hmm. well they Really, where it gets down to is just eat the fucking rich. They are not your friends. They are not your allies. They are not. They are not benevolent towards you. They are antagonistic, and they directly want to use you to make more money for themselves, to enrich the rich. Yeah, Crash is right. We should compost the rich, because then we can get fertilizer out of it. Yeah, that is a further. That is a further uh, increasing it uh, of the of the usage. It is a fur. That is a better usage of it. Better use case model. Yeah, that is that is much better. He's a yes, teacher. compost the rich. He's a teacher. Of course he's going to have better wording than us. Think green, exactly. <laughs> Think green, Crash. Think green. All right. Are you ready to wrap I've, up? I've, 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 I've rambled far too long about this. My Let's apologies. wrap up. We're, 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 we'll go ahead and wrap this up. That was a great discussion, though. I mean, I, I think was a we really need to good have discussion. those discussions more. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I like that this was a teaching discussion rather than just us yelling at each other. 
I like that, you know, we could we were able to expand people's we knowledge based on yell things. at each other. Shut up, Beth. <laughs> Both of you shut your fuck holes, okay? Okay. Uh, Chris. Yes, dear. You you only got 17 dildos out of your stealing Gav's credit card, by the way. I'm that's sorry. Not, that's not enough. No. Yeah. <laughs> not enough to reenact some kind of tentacle thing. Hey, no, the tentacles of video game. Don't, don't, I'm, you know, I'm not even gonna get into it. Final um, it's an old LucasArts game. Uh, final thoughts, uh, Neth. Final thoughts. I'm disturbed by the Bad Dragon website, and yet also somehow <laughs> that's a pretty common. Sorry. That's a pretty common thing that happens when people look at the Bad Dragon website. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts? Uh, I am proud of the integrity of the producers and developers of the uh, general jousting game. I'm I'm proud of them too. Kevin? <laughs> the name of the show is going to be called Dragon Toys because uh, if I put Dragon Dildos, then they would probably, probably get it not removed. let me post yeah. it on. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dragon Toys. You could so, buy 17 uh, Dragon Toys with $2,000. Yes, that's the name of the show. <laughs> Dragon Toys. Brain works. <laughs> um, um, the other the other thing that I like to say is, eventually someone's gonna have to solve the problem and make the rip shop in a in a video game or in a virtual world. And can that, can that's gonna can, be cool. can we also just congratulations and good job on to Kevin for breaking Gav halfway through the show. Yep, that was a good like, one. Good that job. Has never happened before. That has never happened, and you fucking broke him. No, he fell job. off his fucking chair. Like, that nice. was, like, so well done. Gavin's I... never broken. Crash also wants more tea talk next time. Yeah, I actually uh, quite enjoyed our tea talk. I will, I, will, like... I will definitely have some more tea talk next time. Um, mm -hmm. But in this, for, in this case... I'll have crafting talk next time, because we still have uh, to have that discussion. Yeah, we do. Um, um, I will tell you that uh, on this podcast, we don't spill the tea. Oh. <sighs> I hate I don't... so much. Hate so much. What's Chris's final thought? I already gave my final thoughts. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah, so what's your much. final thought? That was his final thought. No, my final thought is um, uh, become more aware of your world around you and don't let faceless entities that want only your money to control your life. Amen. <laughs> Right. Um, that, does anybody else have anything else to say? Mm -mm. Okay. Uh, that is going to be our show for this week, folks. To talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at Coast to Coast EU. Uh, Kevin over here is at Swing Cat with a K. Chris is at Akari underscore Lich. Akari underscore Lich. Yeah. Neth is at Neth Winch. And I am, of course, at Gavril underscore ET, which will be changed at some point eventually. You can send emails to feedback at tctceu. That is tctceu.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, join us live on Saturdays when we record and stream the show here at twitch.tv slash ctceu. That is ctceu. For links to today's show and for a link to our Discord, you can visit our website at tctceu.com. That's the, the, the first, the, the, the email one. Again, not the, not, not the Twitch oh one. The email, the email one this time. Um, uh, Choose reviews, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, however it is that you listen to 
a crazy southern leftist talk to some weirdos from around the world. Um, say corporations are not your friends, boys and girls. Corporations are not our friends. Shows over.